Hi friends, Jenna here, and you're listening to Beautifully Bipolar. So today I have another guest. His name is Doug. Say hi, Doug. Hi, Doug. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Okay, so I decided to bring Doug on because he is probably, other than my mom and my dad um, and Lexi, he's probably my biggest support through this whole thing because he also is struggling with anxiety and bipolar. So, um, we talk every day, every day I make sure he takes his meds, he makes sure I take my meds, I make sure he's doing okay, he makes sure I'm doing okay, and then if one of us is having a hard time, we really rely on the other one to support the other. Would you say that's accurate? No, absolutely. Okay. So what, what do you think the biggest thing that I do for you is? Um, you're all ears. It, it's, there's a two way street of, of communication that, and, and understanding that if you need someone to talk to, I'm here and mm -hmm. vice versa. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like, um, that two-way street is very non-judgmental. I feel like I can tell you anything and you're going to be supportive. You're not going to be judging me. And I think that's super important. Well, and it's also, we're, we're not keeping track of uh, score here of, hey, I, yeah. I helped you and or I'm really struggling and you keep helping me. It's just... Whatever we need, yeah, for each other. That that's a really good point too, because I feel like there are some times where it's like I am constantly like, Doug, I'm anxious. Doug, I'm manic. Doug, I'm depressed. Doug, I need this. Doug, I just need you to listen. And then there's, like, you're never once like, oh my gosh, like this girl's annoying or this girl's crazy or anything like that. And then there's times where you're like, hey Jenna, hey Jenna, hey Jenna, and it's it's just like a mutual understanding. Like, this is how it goes and. It's, like, unconditional. Well, because there's definitely a, a mutual respect of where we're at mm -hmm. in, in, in our lives. And that even though uh, we're different in, 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 in our diagnosis and our, our mental health journeys, mm -hmm. we have a lot of similarities, too. I 100% agree with that. I think that having somebody that has something so similar yet so different makes it more bearable because sometimes I just sometimes I feel like oh I'm such a freak I'm such a loser I'm such like a lost basket case or something like that but then I talk to you and you're like no that is not the case and then it kind of puts things into perspective and it's like okay yeah, I'm bipolar, but I'm not a total lost case. So when I, so when I was at the psychiatrist and she asked me, how do you feel if I told you you were mildly bipolar? Now, bipolar is kind of a intimidating word. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I almost had more more of an issue with the word mildly oh. because it's like 
I know that there are people that struggle a lot more than, than I do, and it's a lot more severe, but I still deal with it. Mm-hmm. I, I still, I, it's still an issue. Yeah. So, it's it, it's tough. It's tough in, in in that regard that you don't you don't want to come across as knowing more than anyone else with it. Have you ever had somebody say something along the lines like, "You don't seem bipolar"? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not one to really broadcast it. Broadcast it like I am. <laughs> no, and, and, that's, and that's okay. okay. <laughs> um, I, so when somebody says something like that along the lines, like you don't seem bipolar, how do you feel or how do you react or what do you say to them? Well, I'm fortunate that I have found medications that are able to help control it uh-huh. and that I'm blessed to be where I am with it yeah. and, and, and have it under control. I think the thing I say the most is thank you yeah. <laughs> because I think that's all I want is to be quote unquote normal. Right. But at the same time, I think sometimes it's like, almost like a pat on the back that like I'm hiding it really well and then I get into this weird thing like do I have to hide it am I hiding it or is it my meds that are working really well for me like um there's a girl in my massage program and she has like just a complete mental breakdown every semester and it's almost to the point where we're like waiting on it and she's so young that sometimes um I just think to myself, like, well, yeah, when I was in my early 20s, I was acting like that, too. But as I grew up and I grew with my my diagnosis and my bipolar, I learned to control it better. I learned to hide it from people better. So now, yeah, like nobody in my massage program knows that I'm bipolar unless they're listening to my podcast. Then shout out to them. (laughs) I'm not one to broadcast a lot of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think it's important for people to understand that hey, there are people that suffer in silence. Yes. The yes, the that's the, the ones that make it so very clear and that are vocal. Yeah, I I, I feel for them and 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 understand. But there's there's people all over that that deal with mental health issues and. Unfortunately, I feel as though we're still not to a point where we're getting there, but there's still a negative stigma towards it. Yeah. Do you feel there is more a negative stigma um, for men than there is for women? Personally, yes. Yes, I feel like that too, and that drives me crazy. And somebody once like asked me too. They were like, "Well, you're a woman, so why does that bother you so much?" And it's it's people like you. It's my friends that are males that are struggling. And I, I hate the fact, like, um, one time I had a male friend and he said, well, it's cute when you have a mental breakdown, but it's not cute when I do. It's sad. It really is. I think so too. Um, and 
I don't know what really can be done about it. I'm 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 hoping I'm hoping that me coming on here um, helps shed some light that yeah males do deal with it and like I I'm able to hide it at times. Other times it's pretty glaring that yeah something's up. Yeah. But um. I can tell with you easily too because it'll be like five o'clock and you'll be like, Good night. Yeah. And I'll know I'll be like, Nope, no, you're not doing this to me. No, no, no. Like, um, the other day, um, you did that when I was just hanging out with Lexi and Ben and I was like I was like, Nope, nope, he's not doing the and they were just like, Is everything okay? I was like, Nope, nope and then Ben was like, well, why don't you go out and call him and make sure everything's okay? And I was like, no, because I know, I know that he's not okay. And I'm going to call him and he's going to lie to me. So I was like, I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let him sleep it off if that's what he needs. But I can, I'm getting to the point where I know kind of like what your code words are and what, like, I can tell when you're doing really well and when you're happy, even through text. And then I can tell when you're not doing as well. And I think that is so important because I used to do that too. Like, um, when I was dating my husband before we got married, I would do the same thing to him. It'd be like five o'clock in the afternoon and I'd be like, okay, well, good night. And he'd be like, what the, it's, it's five o'clock. And it's just like that, that signal, like, Hey, something's wrong, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what it is, or I don't really want to bug you. I don't want to tell you. No. So I, I kind of like that. I like that. I know what your signals are. I know what your code words are. And I like that. I, I mean, and maybe I'm, I'm off here, but I feel like I can help you when yeah. then that's when I'm like, okay, Doug, what's up? Let's talk about it. Let's work it out. <laughs> Well, and and there are times where I just go straight to you and Mm -hmm. say, hey, I got this going on. What do you think? Um, But like you said, there there are some times too, um, like that night that you're referring to, where you got to kind of coerce me a little bit to, Mm -hmm. hey, okay, there's something wrong Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to let you just go to bed at five o'clock. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's so true. Like the other, I want to say maybe it was last Sunday. I think I texted you. I was like, Hey, I'm anxious. I don't know why I'm, I'm just anxious. I'm really just, I'm at my mom's. I'm anxious and like no judgment. Just, okay. What do you need me to do? Like, how can I help you? Is everything okay? Like what's going on? And I feel like Everybody who's dealing with some sort of mental illness, if it's anxiety, if it's bipolar, if it's PTSD, whatever it is, they need somebody like that. Because I do remember when I was a lot younger and I felt like I didn't have that. And I felt like, um, I always felt like a burden. Like if I had to be like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not feeling the best or I'm feeling anxious. Then all of a sudden I became like, this burden on people or like this weak 
like shell of a person and I feel like it's so important that we just like nip that in the bud immediately and we show that you okay so what she's anxious she's just as she has every right to feel that way so well and and as a support system too um we both realized that we're not always going to have all the answers Mm -hmm. good point but having someone there is a great start Mm -hmm. um i know that i still have a hard time of feeling that I'm bugging you or, yes, or, you do. or yes, that yes. I'm a that I'm a burden. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I'm that I'm working on. And lately you've really helped to build confidence in myself. And and it, it it's it comes with within and on my own as well. Mm-hmm. But that's that's something that um, has really been coming on as of late. Do you think that it helps when I'm like, you're not bugging me, you're not a burden, and I like constantly am reminding you, reminding you of that? And it helps. It helps when you call me out and say, no, stop it. <laughs> yeah, because you, you'll do the same thing. You're not a freak. You're not. A, that always makes me feel better. Yo, oh no, you're fine. You're not a freak. Because sometimes I feel like when you're in your head. Even though it's a lie and you're the one who's telling you yeah. you that, it's, it's, you believe it after a while. You're like, oh, I'm such a loser. I'm such a loser. It's almost kind of reverting back to something that's comfortable, but of, of feeling like you're bugging someone. Mm-hmm. But then when you say that, you feel even worse. That is such a good point. Yeah, it's almost like this weird comfort zone that we live in where it's like... That you don't want to be in Yeah, at you all. don't want to be in, but it's it's like familiar, so you just kind of revert back to it, even though it's like, I, I know it's not true, but I'm just going to tell myself I'm a burden. I'm just going to tell myself I'm a loser. I'm just going to tell myself I'm a freak because that's where my comfort level is. <laughs> and and self-talk is huge. Oh, 100%. Um, it's having having people... Sorry. We good. Having... <laughs> um, having people like, like you um, definitely help, but it, it starts with yourself. Yeah. And, and accepting who you are, where, where you're at in your life. And that. Sorry, sorry guys, we're we're getting texts. We're blowing up. <laughs> um, I think a huge thing that you're one hundred percent right is, um, it starts with yourself because if you don't feel like you deserve a support system, you're gonna do everything that you can to push a support system away. Right. And I know I've done that in the past, especially like with my ex-husband, I would be like, I don't deserve his love. I don't deserve his support. I don't deserve to have somebody like be, be kind to me. So I really had to stop and be like, no, I deserve this. I think that's huge. 
and you can have you can have someone tell you that you deserve it over and over but until you believe it yourself mm -hmm. and get comfortable in your own skin yeah uh it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard road to to deal with it's gonna be an uphill battle exactly. i feel and i feel like sometimes too where like i guess for me i always felt like i was wearing like um a mask because it was like when i'm by myself i'm so sad i'm so depressed and i'm so anxious and i'm dealing with all this stuff but then I would go out into the world and I'd be smiling and trying to make people laugh. And everyone thought I was just this super happy-go-lucky bubbly person. So it, I always felt like I was such a fraud. So then when somebody would be like, hey, is everything okay? I, I'd always just be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. Because I never wanted them to like see the real me or know that I was struggling with something. And you didn't want to bring that sort of attention to yeah you. like a negative attention right. a negative association with you exactly um going forward with our relationship where do you think we we're going to go with like as we either get better with our mental illness or get worse where do you think or hope that we will go i hope that we can know um, and continue to be that support system mm -hmm. um, that if if things change um, and we aren't always able to talk to each other, that if at the drop of a hat, hey, I'm really struggling, I know that that Jenna's going to be mm -hmm. there for me and, and, yeah. and, and I'm going to be there for you. Like somebody... Um somebody was like you're always on your phone and it was one time when you and I were talking and I was like well this is my friend and I told him that I would always be there for him and he's struggling right now so yeah I'm gonna be on my phone and I'm sorry if you don't like that but it was just like I don't know because he he lives like maybe like what 45 minutes away from me About 40, yeah. yeah so it's not always like I can't just like drop what I'm doing and like run out to him he's not like five minutes away but I do I do always have my phone, so I try to check that as much as possible, and I try to make sure that if if I see that it's Doug, I try to, like, respond as fast as I can because I know sometimes, too, when it's, like, when you're having, like, a, a certain feeling or doubt or anxiety, and it's, like, sometimes it takes every ounce of strength that you have to even send that message and be, like, hey, I need you. And I never, ever want you to feel like you're bothering me, you're a burden to me, you're in the way, anything like that. So I try to respond like that. Well, try. and and, <laughs> and and as a as a guy, it it's sometimes hard to to face what I'm dealing with and and not want to come across as. Uh, not as masculine or, or I anything hate like that. that. Yeah. yeah, I hate that. So what? Like, men cry, and men have mental illness, and men feel just as shitty and just as weak as women do. And I hate, I hate when people are like, oh, well, it's, it's cute when you do it. But when I do it, it's, 
no, it's not cute when I do it. It's a serious problem when I do it. And it's not any less masculine if you cry or if you have a feeling or you have an anxiety attack. It, it doesn't make you less of a man. I hate that. That I think that's where the stigma really... It's not manly if he has an anxiety attack. Well... I don't know what to tell you, but it can happen to anybody, and it, it happens to many, many men. Um, what is one thing that you would like to see going in the future with our support? I'll go first. I'd like to see you more. I think that would make I think that would make our strong, our friendship and our support system stronger, and I think it would help me know like like be able to read you a little bit more right. if i got to see you like i know he's a farmer so they were just doing like all of their like harvesting and stuff but and i'm in school but i think just the more facetime we get i agree i think it would just be easier well because face to face is a lot better than than text mm-hmm. um because you can you can read emotion you can it's read so much easier yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the, like, my favorite things about you and our support system that we have is just the random things that you will send me throughout the day because it just makes me smile. So I'll be like, we, we Snapchat all day and I'll just be like at work and I'm like, oh, like just like in, in my own little work zone. And then I'll, I'll get a snap from Doug and it's him using like a funny filter or it's him singing a song to me or it'll be like him in the tractor combine or I don't even know what they are or the corn bin or whatever. He's just like swimming in corn and it just, it, it just cracks me up because it's like, it's not even necessarily like something that is like deep and meaningful. It's just like a fun, playful thing and it makes me feel like, okay, he's doing good and that makes me feel good. Right. So... Is there anything else you would like to add? I think we're good. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Doug. You're welcome.